1: We'll soon have the beta version of the Cavernous HR platform ready for testing. And we invite you as a listener of the Jason Cavendish experience to join our wait list at www.cavendishr.co. Once again, to join our waitlist, go to www.cavendishr.co. For those signed up for our beta testing, you will receive three months free to try it out. And then you will be locked into our discounted beta pricing forever. As a reminder, here at Cavendish HR, we deliver HR to companies with 49 or fewer people. If you have a small business or a startup, we invite you to join our waitlist for the beta testing of the Cavendish HR platform. Cavendish HR, focus on your business we have got your HR. Remember to be great every day. Hello, and welcome to the Jason Cavendish Experience. I'm your host, Jason Cavendish. Here at Jason Cabinets, we're releasing the MVP for our HR platform, and we're looking for people to sign up to help us for the beta testing. To sign up to help us for beta testing, go to www.cavenishr.co. Once again, www.cavenishr.co. Our guest today is Tony Taylor. Tony, are you going to be great today? Oh, always, always, brother. Tony Taylor is a motivational speaker born and raised in Gary, Indiana. He has overcome some insurmountable odds. During Tony. Tony's hometown was ranked number one as a Don't murder. Don't feel bad, brother. I can't. I, I can't say <laughs> insurmountable either. I know. I'm surprised I typed it. There, go <laughs> Gary Anna is was ranked as the number one murder capital in the USA. He aspired to be a drug dealer, but due to the resilience of his single mother and beloved family members, Tony, Tony realized his true passion of serving others. Tony went from being a high school dropout to a high level corporate executive. He is now a highly requested motivational speaker. Tony has traveled internationally, giving talks centered on leadership and overcoming adversity to some of the biggest companies and amazing schools in the world. He is passionate about giving his audiences the necessary, necessary tools to overcome the individual struggles to become the absolute best self. So, Tony, I'm interested and very excited to learn about your life story and how you came to the spot you're in your life right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to be here, brother. Thank you so much for the for the the invite, man. It is amazing yes. to actually be uh, one-to-one with somebody right now man this is great
1: yeah so one thing we got to talk about is the fact you know like how we found ourselves right because you know pre-social media we probably never met at all right even though Uh we live like kind of close right right i think i find you though linkedin and social media on your post you know reach out you know reach out to you right it is amazing like people talk about how social media is trash and all this kind of stuff but is it really right Or, or, or have you always been like that right
0: no it depends i i think it depends because. It's just like having a neighbor, mm-hmm. right? Just like having a neighbor. If you, you got a good neighbor, you got a bad neighbor, right? That's, that's up to you. That's up to interpretation, right? Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing with social media. You have a choice, right? Your choice, your, the span of choice is much greater because you can either engage or disengage. Mm-hmm. But what I like about social media, especially on uh, LinkedIn, is I can meet people like you. Right. We probably would have never, no, ever met for, again, you're an HR guy. I stay away from HR. No, I'm just kidding, I'm <laughs> kidding about that. But um, but it, it brings us together. It, it brings us together. We have the same goal. Right. We have the same goals in life as far as our companies. But we got brought together by social media. So I think that I think that is amazing. You just you just got a choice, man.
1: Yeah. So, Tony, what is motivational? What is motivation to you? motivation right I I battle with this a little
0: bit I think I hear feedback or yeah something. I off yeah <laughs> I, I I battle with it a little bit because um motivation doesn't it, it doesn't really last right I, we could be so motivated we could be sitting in here and I could be saying you know when I get out of here I'm going to uh you know go and bench 500 pounds I can't bench 500 pounds but I could be motivated to do so but if I leave this studio or before I leave the studio, I say, you know what, I'm inspired. I'm inspired to to figure out how I can get to a point to where I would bench 500 pounds. To me, that's the difference, right? And that's the difference between uh, motivation, inspiration. I love being motivated, but I wanna be motivated enough to, to get to that 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 point to where there's a decision to make and I want to be inspired enough to make the decision and make it happen and figure out figure out a plan. So I, I grapple with w- with the word. I love the word. I live by motivation, but man, with motivation, man, it can go up, it can go down. Can, you know what I mean? It's it's a it's a wave.
1: So we're both in the military. I know the army and you and the Marines, I know the army at least ha you have a scene Fake motivation, better than over motivation. What's your take on that phrase? It's hard. It's hard because
0: if you love what you do, right? And, and I really believe this. I really believe that we should all love what we do. We should love what we do or we shouldn't do it. And if you have to have fake motivation, you should probably check what it is that you're doing or check your mindset in doing it. So for me, um, I woke up this morning and I was excited because I get to talk about, you know, the subject that that I that is like the blood inside of me, inspiration, motivation and making things happen and making it work. So I was excited. And I feel like at this point in my life, if I have to fake motivation then it's not for me because fake motivation only can last so long either. Fake motivation, you're going to get rid of the, the, the fake motivation spurt that you have before you will, if you're really motivated.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's 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 like a quick sprint. So what is in your mind? What do you what is your job or what is your passion as a motivational speaker? Like when you go speak to the groups, different people, what in your mindset do your mind you say? I, I'm a motivational speaker. I need to do this. So. So with that, right with that, I love that you asked that question for me
0: uh, when I go and I talk to groups it's not necessarily, uh, what my agenda is, right? My agenda is always to, to inspire, to ignite, to impact that's, that's my agenda. But as far as this, the subjects that we're talking about it's their pain point. So if I go and I, I go, and I talk to a school in a community that suffered a loss or suffered many losses, and that's what I'm doing. We're, we're speaking on that pain point. I'm, I'm talking about subjects to, to rise them up. I'm talking about subjects to um, get them to understand that yes, you may be down. You may even be out, but that don't mean that you need to quit. Keep going. That message is always the same, but it's always um, different pain points that, that we're talking about. And you know, for the majority of the speeches I give is leadership, and then we have resilience and then we have adversity through leadership. Cause I believe that everything revolves around leadership and there's adversity and everything in life.
1: So it just, it just it depends. It's all in that realm for me. So when you talk to a group of people, how do you know they're getting your message right? And 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 how do you know they're getting your messages and, and going all in and some of them and maybe they're just like no, they're there because they take the box right. The boss said they have to be there right? Like like, me, like, I'm not a raw, raw guy. So you came to speak to me in a group of people. You're not. If everyone else was like, yeah, go. Yeah.
0: I'd
1: be like, okay, I get the message, but I'm not going to fucking like, you know, you know, like, you know, no rap costume. They say like, no, do your hands left or right, all that kind of stuff. I'm not doing that right. So how do you like make sure those type of people like me are getting motivated? When now already, it might seem they're not taking your message, but internally they probably are. The burden
0: of comprehension that comes from the speaker. That's something I learned from a, a, a good friend, a new friend. The burden of comprehension is on the speaker. So it's up to me to make sure that I'm delivering to the person. Uh, I'm delivering to the person that don't want to hear what I got to say. You know, like, like you said, I can give a damn about all, I, I, about it all. I'm talking to the, the person that needs something in their life, right? They, they need, they're at this point, they're at this moment to where they feel despair, and I'm also talking to the person to think that they got it all figured out, but I'm hitting them with different points, different ways that that we can get better. Different ways that yeah, you might you might feel like you're jaded, you might feel like 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 you're down and out, but there's hope for you. There's always going to be hope for you, but you have to believe in yourself in order to find that hope, in order to keep that hope, in order to like keep going and keep hoping. There's always somebody in those audiences that need to hear it. And for me, as far as preparation and and, and talking to those people, it's it's simple. Before I get and I do any speech, I spend an exorbitant amount of time preparation. Right, It's just like getting ready to go to the field for me. I'm I'm studying. I'm looking at the people. I'm looking at what their pain points are. And I'm putting my presentation together. And right before I do my presentation, I call one of my good mentors and we have a conversation. And usually he already know what I'm getting ready to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and he, he pours into me. I get on my hands and knees before each speech. And I'm, I'm asking God, right? I'm asking God, I'm asking the universe to give me what I need to, to make it through this. Mm-hmm. Give me what I need to make an impact in the people that I'm talking to. I want them to receive this God. That's that's what I'm, I'm on my hands and knees. And often I'm on my hands and knees, brother. My wife, she'll be standing right there no matter what audience we're in front of. I get on my hands and knees. And I mean, it's it's a, it's one of those ugly cries, man, because <laughs> I, cause I feel it mm. and I feel the people and that's what I'm there to do. And I even say, you know, if it's not meant for me today to reach them, I'll, I'll get them later. Yeah. But I get up and then boom, it's just like that. It's I I get you. I was just thinking about it, man.
1: On average, like for every minute you talk, how many how many minutes do you speak prepare? Like five minutes per per preparation, one minute speaking, or is that? Hey. I that's hard because I I do it until it's done.
0: Okay. Like like my um, my daughter's class. I had I had ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes. I think I could have went up to thirty minutes. She my daughter booked me. She volunteered <laughs> that I was going to go and speak to her class, right? And I did that. I I, I was like, okay. No matter so, what's oh, on the what stage. Your daughter in? Huh? She,
1: she's in fourth grade. Yeah, that's a tough crowd right there. Yeah. Oh my God, it was tough.
0: You know, I prepare for that. I'm not going to say harder, but just as much as I would any other show mm-hmm. to where, you know, if I'm in front of a big crowd or a small crowd, I prepare for that harder because it was different. But each and every speech and not just speeches, but the things that I do, I, I want to make sure that I can say, I did my best. Mm -hmm. I did my best to prepare for this. And that's what happens for me, like in life. um, When you come from where I'm from, as far as like mentally, um, where you don't start off like necessarily believing in yourself, or maybe you don't have people around you that believes in you, right? You have to dig deep and find something inside of yourself to where you can, you can come to that point.
1: Yeah, and I was thinking, like, I don't know what you talk about the fourth graders, but you think the impact might even be greater, right? Because, you know, when you're younger like that, when people talk to you, it's a bigger impact. And plus, you have to yeah. imagine, they probably all went home, and the parents said, what do you do today? Oh, this guy, our, our classmate's dad, Tony, came to talk to us about this and this is right? And now the yeah. parents do know about you, right? So, yeah,
0: yeah, brother. And it was some of the, I've never got as much. And you, just like you said, it was a tough crowd. But it was, uh, to date, one of my most memorable talks that I've ever did because these kids, we're talking about resilience. We're talking about resilience and I let them know that there's gonna be some adults that, I want you to go home. I want you to tell your mom and dad, that your parents, your siblings, that we we talked about resilience and I want you to, like give them the definition of resilience and let them know that you understand. And we start talking about, man, I start sharing with them about some of the stuff that I've been through in my life and I start seeing these comments It was, it was, it was crazy. They start sharing stuff with me and we just had a conversation. It wasn't like I'm preaching on this bully pulpit. Like we just had a conversation and it was so impactful to where like I got off and I'm just like, wow, I can't believe that they were telling me this stuff. The things that these kids were going through where, you know, as an adult with kids, you know, myself, Mm -hmm. I'll be like, oh, they're in fourth grade. What can they really be going
1: through? they were watching cartoons or whatever, you know, and playing. Well, come on now. Yeah. Yeah. But you never know. Dude. Divor- parents div-
0: parents divorce uh mental illness um death they're going through the same thing that we're going through and it's a lot harder for them to process it so it's
1: yeah man that's a tough
0: tough crowd but it's almost like the best crowd yeah yeah
1: so tony what's your take on this like i know some speakers are like they prefer like people not to bring out phones and stuff or they would just talk to, to the people about themselves and distractions all people are like no take out your phone hashtag tweak this right what's your take on those two different levels when you're speaking i love have it. A preference? I, lo-
0: I love it i love it because i'm meeting them where they're at mm. right we're meeting them at where they're at some some people them having their phone gives them that sense of security some people that's what they do you know what? What did I say when when you and I got here? You, you mind if I friggin' put this on Instagram, right? Because we're capturing yep. we're capturing the moment, and that's where they at. So I say, you know, meet them where they're at. I've been to a concert or a, a, a comedy show where if you had a phone out, they were gonna kick you out. Yeah, I've been to that, and it's just it's just like. I don't know. Like I, I get it, but then again, it's just it's just not for me. You could have a your, you could have a, your phone. You could have a, your lap. You don't even have to look at me. But I, I know that you're in that room for a reason. Just like I know that I'm in that room for a reason, and I'm talking to you.
1: Yeah, my thing is like, take your phone out because you're, if you're like treating about it, that is, gives us more publicity, right? What we're trying to accomplish, right? The yeah. More people we have eyes on, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I yeah because and and that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Um, my my mentor told me your your message, if you keep your message just to you, that's selfish. Yeah. That's so social true. media. There's so, millions of people could be watching us right now, right? That's us giving our message, or that's us giving like our blessing. Mm-hmm. Like, how amazing is that? Yeah. 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 So don't be selfish. If you're watching us,
1: share it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do us a favor. Yeah. So, how have you dealt with this? And actually, I don't think this probably isn't a problem for you. So you know, like suppose you put something on social media, or whatever you put yourself wow. out there, and you got a hundred comments, right? A hundred whatever. Nine nine are going to be like positive. Hey, great job! There's mm. always that one. Mm. What are you doing? You know, you're not good at this. You know, mm. you suck. You know, like not maybe not like, that. And sometimes mm-hmm. it like yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, 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 And so like like <laughs> what is what's called a uh, Twitter fingers or social media courage, right? You know, I have a saying like even though everything you say to social media. If you, can, if you don't say it in person, you don't know, don't say it, right? But a lot of mm-hmm. people have social media courage, right? Yeah. And it can be distracting, right? It can be like kind of discouraging. How have you dealt with those kind of comments in the past? I It's funny because I know that, you know, there's some people in,
0: in, in my circle, people on my team right now, they're probably laughing when you said that because um, I'm one of those people, right? And this has come with leadership. We've both been in, you know, the military. Uh one of the, the the traits is know yourself, seek mm-hmm. self-improvement. And me with my <laughs> personality is, and this is stuff that people won't, probably won't tell you because everybody wants to, ah, just brush it off, just brush it off. Yeah, it's, it's hard to, right? I mean, it is, man, I, I want everybody to love me because I love everybody. So when I see something or, uh, you know, I, I see something online and they're like, oh, Tony is this, Tony is that. And I'm just like, oh my God, I did this what the most love and then even my daughter, right? Even my 13 year old dad, they're just trolls. Don't even worry about that. We're good, we got this, but that's that. I, I want them to love yeah. me, right? I've gotten so much better with it. And the way that I gotten better with it, cause I know there's gonna be some viewers or some listeners that that stuff really affects them. It did used to affect me, but I started, I went through lessons. There's, you know, people close in my life Right. Close in my life that I care about, truly care about what they feel, what happens when, when things shift. And then all of a sudden they don't like me anymore. Right. they change, I change. Something changed. We don't know what changed, but that person can go against you. And then I, I was just telling my mom the other day, it gives me this new perspective that I'm being taught a lesson. Right. And that lesson is if you stay true to yourself and you do everything with love and you move with the spirit of intentionality then mm-hmm. there's nothing to worry about so now when i see this stuff because i get it probably every 100 messages i'll get seven to
1: where they're like dude you're ugly and why is it we always focus on like negative right like we don't think you know 93 great messages that's supporting us we always get drawn to those those negative ones right for some reason things this human yeah. mentality how we're yeah. built you know is yeah. it like we don't want to please everyone that's oh, we are pleasing 93 people. Let me focus on pleasing these seven people, yeah. even though no matter what I do, they're not gonna be pleased.
0: That's human nature. That's human nature. If I if I came in here and I gave you 10 hugs, if I gave you 10 hugs, which I didn't, right? I shut up. We will. I I give my brothers a hug all the time because we never know when we need it. But I gave you 10 hugs and then I turned around and I punched you in the face one time. Mm-hmm. That's what's gonna hurt. Yeah. That's what's gonna hurt.
1: And I think that's what happens. That's a good that's a good analogy. Yeah. I remember I had a crowdfunding campaign a few months ago, right? You know, I sent like first messages on LinkedIn or whatever, you know, reaching out to people. Most people like no positive. There's one person like, you know, first he's like real nice, like first like, we're not we're we're LinkedIn right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we know you know, we know each other kind of well. I don't know why you sent me this message. I didn't give permission. I didn't give permission to send me a crowdfunding campaign. This is blah 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 blah. blah. And I ain't gonna lie. I wanted to catch a plane to fly this house and fight him right. <laughs> that's how That's how pissed I was, right? That's how pissed I was. I that's, wanted like I know where the, he lived at, but I, but I knew his town. I wanted to fly this town, yeah, find out where he lived and fight him right. Yeah. But then you know, a couple of days passed. You know, you kind of stew, right? You know, and then okay, whatever, you know, you, you, you know, just let it go, right? But it's hard, right? That's the army dog in you, man. It's hard. Yeah, well, uh, sometimes I think Joe Rogan has the best of rights. Suppose Joe Rogan doesn't look at any of his comments, right? He don't? Yeah. He, said he, <sighs> look, he just said he doesn't look at him, right?
0: That's a hard one.
1: He that's, said, he, he said his people do, you know, of course, but he said he didn't look at him, right? He ain't got time, right? Cause you know, you know people troll him too, you know, cause yeah. different guests he has on, you know, he's sometimes controversial stuff he talks about, right? He said, I can't look at it, right? You know, I like, and he had a good point, you know, like, uh, what did he say one time? I mean, why waste my time, you know? I know Spotify sent me a hundred million dollar deal. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm validated. Right. You know, yeah. I know what I'm doing. Right.
0: Yeah. What? I get that. I get that. I get that. But for me, I draw from, um, you know, I, the, 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 my platform, the, the way that I built it is if I make a post, mm-hmm. no matter one person, no matter 1 million people have looked at it, um, they
1: know that I'm gonna comment back. Yeah. And then the opposite is like Gary Vaynerchuk, right? He says, Well, I don't believe him because he said he'd to every post himself. That's freaking impossible, all the comments he gets. Yeah. But he supposedly he responds. Someone has seen him he respond to every comment, Who right? does that Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh yeah. 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 So completely opposite. He said he responds the trolls, you know. Someone's a negative, he's he'll say, Thank you for your comment and your feedback. I'll be yeah. sure to grow from you. you know. So that's more your your, your, your like your take, right?
0: Yeah, because because I'm I don't know. I I remember when I first became like a content creator, I would put out all of this stuff that I cared about things that I was going through. Yeah. It reached those people that were going through the same things that I was going through, but it's in the comments. It's in the comments and it's in the DM, the things that the people are hurting for. And I'm in the business of helping heal the sick. So that's what they're telling me. So I have to go there. I have to draw from there, every video that, that I make, like, it comes from that pain. It comes from
1: those, those people that are having those pain points. So it's like, I can't ignore it. Yeah. T- Tony, when did you realize, when did it hit you that, you know what, man, I'm a content creator. Like, when did that hit you, that you're a content creator? <laughs> I think when somebody tagged me or something <laughs> and
0: said to all my content creators, I don't know if it was love. Yeah, it was love. It was love. So, you know, I, I see you. Good job, content creator. And I'm like, why, why did they tag me in this? And I'm just like, <laughs> I just use my phone. Like, oh, that's how I started, bro. Like I would um, I would go outside of my job and there would be something that would be burning me. And it was usually about things that I was seeing from other people happen to other people. And I would go in my car. Well, before I go in my car, I would go and handle it because that's how I was. I would, you know, let's let's help this employee. Let's fix this, let's fix that. And I would just draw from those experiences, draw from the fact that, you know, there were people hurting over, you know, HR issues. Right. Different HR issues, different, um, you know, things that were going on at home. And I'm just like, man. That's it. That's it.
1: That is it. (laughs) So next, let's talk about some of your background. Right. Before you do it's always amazing. Like, like we never met you. other, right. But we have, to, we have a couple of things in common.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So
1: I'm a high school dropout too. Yeah. And Odessa, Texas where I lived from seventh grade to, to like graduated uh-huh. was like number one murder capital war, like two or three years too, back in the eighties. Right. Wow. And then, you know, same kind of thing with you. Right. Yeah. I know for me, um, I was a high school dropout man. I, I didn't
0: even realize that I was a high school dropout. Um, my, my recruiter, which is one of my best friends. Uh, my, uh, Ernest Benson, man, he was looking at my, my records and stuff. He said, man, they said you haven't been to school in like six months consistently. They got you as dropped out. And I'm like, wait, but I'm supposed to go. I've been telling myself that I'm going to go start going back to school. I'm going to stop skipping school. I've been, no, 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 son, you're not skipping school. You've dropped out. And I'm like, Ooh, I guess I have dropped out. And, you know, and, and just to your point, at that time or around that time, that was when my city was was deemed the, the murder capita of the nation, which was, which was insane to think about. Because I didn't—I love—man, I love my city. I love my city, and I didn't see some of the things that other people saw. So I didn't really—it wasn't really high on my mind. You know what I'm saying? But you would hear stuff, you know, third person or whatever. But, yeah, it was— it was rough, not so rough for me because, man, my mom, man, my mom went through freaking the blaze for me <laughs> to make sure that I had a, a really good upbringing. Not only my mom, but my aunties, my uncles, my grandma, we're really tight knit family, man. And it just, it just shielded me from, I feel like from it all, because I had so much protection and love and just that that leadership that we talked mm-hmm. about, that servant leadership, man, I, I, I witnessed it.
1: How often you go back to Gary? Yeah, uh, before the pandemic, I would say a couple of times. So oh, your family's still, still there? Yeah, my my
0: family's in in Gary and uh, Gary, Merrillville, uh, you know,
1: kinda spread out. So, so where the, is Gary Indiana? Like how far from Indianapolis, like as a reference point?
0: Gary is from you have you it, ever been to Chicago?
1: So Chicago's closer. Yeah, Gary
0: yeah, Chicago, yeah, Chicago's closer to Indianapolis. Hmm. We're probably about, I would say thirty they're half an hour, forty-five minutes away from from Chicago. Okay. Which is it's not it's not far at all. Yeah, it's not far at all. No.
1: And so you joined the Marines right after high school?
0: Yeah. Yeah. What happened was I was <laughs> it's a, a cool story, man, for me. But I was I was standing outside with some of my buddies and I um I come in from the house, it was doing a time we we're skipping school, didn't realize that I had dropped out. And um I come in the house and I see this guy and he is in the battle of his life. It's a commercial battle of his life. He has this freaking sword and he's just fighting. He's like all tethered. It was just so epic, right? Epic, epic. This is like 2001, right? Epic, epic. And I sit there and I'm watching him. I'm watching him lose. I'm watching him win. He got this monster behind his back. And I'm like, oh my God, I got a ma- monster on, on my back. I got all of these things that are, that are going on in my life, right? I got a kid on the way. At the age of 17, I got a kid on the way. I don't know what I'm gonna do. And then suddenly I saw him He, you know, through the, the, the perseverance. I saw him slay the dragon. And then all of a sudden, boom, he was the United States Marine. And I'm not going to lie, I do a really good job of telling that story. But I go back and I look at the commercial now, and it's not that epic. <laughs> <laughs> the graphics aren't that good. But that is what made me like make the decision, yeah. right? Make the decision. And that was kind of like my breakthrough moment in my life where I'm like, man, I'm, 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 I know that I'm a good person, but I'm not doing some good things. Mm-hmm. I'm not honoring my family's legacy, I'm not honoring my mom at this moment. What can I do? And that's when I had that breakthrough moment. I might've been going to get a cup of Kool-Aid or, you know, making some ramen noodles. Who knows what I was doing? But I saw that commercial change my life. And I was just like, man, I knew that I wanted to be a United States Marine. I knew it.
1: Yeah, one thing I think we do as adults, older adults, I think we judge younger people too harshly, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like I was just in a podcast maybe a week ago and the guy, I can't remember the guy's name on there, but he's like a, He's a professor of uh, like physics or something at UC Berkeley, right? 52 years old. Tell yeah. us At 20 years old, he had dropped out of college. Uh, He was living, he was like homesteading in someone's house, right? And he, he got arrested for fighting, right? So he spent like six months in jail, right? Yeah. So at 20 years old, he was homeless, no career, no nothing, and spent six months in jail. Now, 30 years later, he's a tenured professor of physics at UC Berkeley, one of the top schools in the nation, right? Wow. And so just the journey people take on is like amazing, right? I think sometimes we're like, oh, you're like not doing that in your life. This person only like nineteen twenty. What are you kidding? You kidding me right now? Like yeah. you know, give them some like some grace or something. You know.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I agree. I agree. And I think we, we, uh, we get held to those standards. We hold ourselves to those standards. We have other people inside of our life, holding holding us to those standards. And it's almost like you got to be ready. You got to be ready. And you know, life is going to get you ready to some point. But inside, you have to be looking for those breakthrough moments. You have to know that there's something that you want mm-hmm. and not just what your parents want, but something that you want. There's a lot of people that say, Oh man, that kid is just lazy or, you know, he or she, or they, they, they don't listen to me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it's like, maybe you're pushing them in the direction yeah. that they don't want to go. They
1: don't listen or they learn a different way. They learn a different way. Like we all, we've all seen the meme where like, you know, they have like a, mm-hmm. they have like the fish, all the different animals, mm-hmm. you know, and the, 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 the test is climb a tree and the fish are like, I can't climb no freaking tree. Like you kidding right now? Yeah. (laughs) You know?
0: Yeah. But you're judging the fish that by what he obviously will never be able to do. And yeah, man, I, as a parent, man, is I'm glad that you brought that up as a parent, you know, I had this idea. Like, so for me, um, you know, I told you about like me being, going to the Marine Corps. Then when I got out of the Marine Corps, I went through a period where I couldn't find the job. And, um, I hadn't went to college, I hadn't really had any education outside of the Marine Corps. And um, the way that my next breakthrough moment was going to college. So what I did, right? Because that that saved, to me, that saved my life. What I did was I pushed that off on my son. And I said, you gotta go to college, you gotta mm-hmm. go to college, no matter what, you gotta go to college because that's what it's gonna take for you to be successful. You yeah, did not want to go to college. Yeah, the dynamics
1: have changed this day and age, right? Yeah,
0: and I pushed them. And then he got in and he was like, dude, this sucks. Yeah. This sucks. I could be making more money. D- I-, I don't want to do this. And I'm glad that he proved me wrong. He proved me wrong. And I'm so proud of him because he's killing it right now. Yeah. You know, he's an amazing uh, video production, Dallin Taylor production. That's my son. Mm-hmm. But he is doing such an amazing job. And I'm just
1: like, Damn. You're doing it. I love it. Yeah, there's so many ways to make money now. I mean, just yeah. like, you know, company, I mean, welder, plumbing, whatever your passion is, right? You don't have to go to college anymore. Yeah. And why go to college right now? Don't get me wrong. If you're like, you want to be a doctor, lawyer, you know, maybe something like that, you got to go to college, right? But like, why? Like, I don't understand people go to college get a degree and like, I don't know psychology, sociology, whatever, like they have like $100,000 in debt and make like 30, 40, 50,000 a year, right? The economics yeah. don't make any sense. Yeah, and then or they just don't do it at all because they realize it wasn't their passion. Yeah, like how many c- c- people nowadays actually get a job in line with their degree? Yeah. I, I can't think of anyone.
0: It don't happen. My first degree was in fire science and I don't, I don't use it. <laughs> fire science, man can you believe that fire science like li- like fire science
1: that's a hell of a
0: degree i know right so tony what is leadership to you leadership is given is given you know like i i talked to you about uh my aunts and my mom my family like my tribe and i, I think they were the 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 biggest leaders in my life like that was the first thing that I knew about a leader. And one thing that I noticed was I didn't give them anything. I didn't give them anything. They always poured into me. They always gave to me. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing like at work. Um leaders, they they give. They give. So at work, you know, you have you have the manager, right? They'll take, 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 take oh, we got, we got this project, we got this project, we got this project, and they have this mindset of, oh, no, no, it's all good, they get paid to be here. Mm. But you don't know that those same people, you have that mindset, they get paid to be here, and I'm gonna bring them here, and I'm gonna abuse them, and they're gonna do what I tell them to do because they, they work for me, but it's the other way around. In leadership, it's the other way around. You work for them, you're there to give to them. And those are the companies to where you go in, and you see people smiling. Yeah. You see people with a different, a, a, just a different spirit. I, like, just like I came in here and I saw you, everybody that you introduced me to, everybody was smiling. Mm. This is a good environment. You gave me swag. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like this is a, a good environment. You gave to me. Mm. That's, that's leadership. Yeah, that's leadership. Leadership is
1: given. And what's the manager? do you see you can tell you can tell what a company has a better management because they have a high turnover rate. Oh yeah. If you have bad management, you can tell, just look at the stats, the high turnover rate is high. Yeah, you know what's funny about that? Those are
0: the same people. Start start paying attention to this on your LinkedIn feed. Those are the same people. I can't hire, I can't find nobody to work. No. Nobody it, wants to work. Not for you. They don't want to work for you. And that's why you get some companies, you'll see, um, you'll see higher end, higher end, higher end, and it's like consecutive months. And you're yeah. just like, wait, that's the same position. Oh, they didn't work out. They didn't want to work. They're too lazy. Or they can handle, they can handle our tempo. And it's no, just like yeah, no, what? they can handle you. Yeah. can handle your bullshit. Yeah, exactly. get it. Like m- maybe you like my mom used to tell me this one thing, like I would be like, they're wrong, they're wrong, they're <laughs> wrong. She'd be like, so send me, Anthony. Everybody's wrong. Exactly. Except for you. Yeah. You need to go look in the mirror, boy. And that's the thing. That's a to me, like that's the thing with retention.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a funny story. Right, when I was in the army, right, I had a soldier that work for me, right. And um, over a six-month time period, she got like five accidents, right. Mm. Every accident, she was in the back seat. But I said, "But you know, you're in the car every single time. Like, what are you doing? Right, you talking too much, you distracting. I'm like, but I'm not driving the back seat, sir. I'm not. You know, it's not my fault. Five accidents, six months. You're in the back seat. Wow. You're the commander, right? What are you doing, right? I think you know people need to look at themselves like that sometimes. You know, yeah. Sometimes it is you, yeah." And
0: you might not be the person that's driving, but you're the one that's causing a freaking accident. Yep. Are you talking too much?
1: You're kicking them. What are you like? Something's, something's happening, you know? I love that analogy, man. That's good stuff, man. <laughs> that was good stuff. So we're, we'll talk about your podcast later, but on your podcast, I think you have a saying leaders lead. Leaders lead. What does that mean? Because what we do is in, in leadership, right? And you're,
0: you're in HR too right and you know that you know a big part of hr is is leadership but what we do is we make it very complex there's some companies you talk to them and you'll say you know what is what is your what does leadership look like here i just want a one word answer mm-hmm. It's good or is bad or is good is bad or we have, we have we got some work to do but they make it complex mm-hmm. And so what we do back is we say, no, 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 leaders lead. That's it. You can pay a big consultant company to come in and give you all of this, you know, you pay all of this money to break down all of these different, you know, triangular, whatever, whatever, whatever's, right? You're making it complex. But if you go into it with the mindset of leaders lead, right? You're leading, right? Your, person, your personality traits, your leadership traits, like they're all geared towards leading people, which we say leading is serving, then you got everything else taken care of. Everything else will fall into place. Well, you, you'll you have to put it into place, into place, but that's where you start. You start with leading. And there's so many people, they can't get that because they don't want to get that. They make it complex. So leaders lead the podcast is, I was just talking about leadership. Leadership.
1: Can anyone be a leader?
0: I feel like there's no such thing as a born leader. I think you have, to, you have to strive to be a leader, just like you have to strive to serve people. It takes effort, it takes work, it's exhausting. Being a leader takes energy. So I, I think anybody can have the capacity to be a leader if that's the direction that, that they steer the ship mm-hmm. to.
1: Yeah, back to the companies and managers. I think one team, when the companies mess up on, like a lot of companies will say, like, well, they have a manager, right? The manager's been like seven, eight years, right? Mm-hmm. And they have like three or four new employees coming to complain to the manager. And the company will always say, well, he's been with us eight years, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it's an excuse, right? So yeah. just these eight, eight years, he's not, you know, he's not making mistakes. Like, yeah. Yeah, I just think people don't, I think people use that as an excuse. Like, he's been eight years. He's taken care of us. He's brought us money in, right? You know, that, like, I think they need to figure that out. And that's what happens. Like, we,
0: We let them get complacent. We get complacent and we say, oh, that's Joe. Joe is just, exactly Joe, that's just how Joe is. But it's like wrong. It's wrong because Joe been at this company, right? Been at this company and you've been someplace for eight years. You've been someplace for eight years. You need to be given to people, right? You need to be leading, right? And given no matter what capacity it is. But if, you're the rotten apple in the bunch and you've been there for eight years it's time to get you out of there yeah get you well first try to get you trained right through the right things but if for some reason you just it's just not working you're not in the capacity to serve people people are afraid to ask you questions people are afraid to work with you then leaders it's time for you to be made humble yeah it's a big and, and, thing. Yeah, and, you gotta be humble. humble as a leader. I think you have to be, oh man, you have to be humble. And I think we learn it every day. I'm learning how to be humbler. Is that a word? Humbler.
1: <laughs> From the guy with the fire science degree. Yeah, I
0: know, right? Humble. It's fire. Not, <laughs> not anything else, man. It's fire.
1: Yeah. Now, in the of managers, a lot of time it might not be the fuck. A lot of companies that like, can promote somebody to management right, and give them no training, right? Right. Basically, like, you have like five people. And they come Tom Brown You've been friends With all the four people not just a manager right What yeah. training have you given This person to be a manager right Most companies don't give me Any training right yeah. Oh you're What's it called The Peter principle You're great at your job So you'd be a manager yeah. Just because you're good yeah. At making coffee cups Doesn't mean you're mad, mad You're going to be great at, at telling people How to make coffee cups Yeah And that's what And that's what we have to um, Take those
0: Those potential leaders And we have to Show them how To do it You have to show them How to do it You can't just Automatically You know One day you're you're swinging a hammer, and you can't be expected to you know automatically learn how to swing people. <laughs> yeah it's different. It takes a different discipline. It takes a different skill. And uh, construction, like like I work a lot with construction and construction is getting it. Construction is getting it. They're understanding that you know we have to take them through a lot like a lot of the companies they'll have you know whatever company it is, university, and they'll take them down this two week deal and they'll work with like my company to where we're teaching them about leadership principles. We're teaching them about justice, judgment. We're teaching them about being intentional. We're giving them all of these different, these different skills to put into the toolbox because guess what? They're not swinging hammers anymore. Yeah. They're swinging people.
1: Yeah. I know they did an interview with Mark Zuckerberg a while ago. And in the interview, he pretty much said, I keep working with code and then over people, right? He said, why? What are you talking about? That's kind of crazy talk. The code does what I want every time. People don't do what I say every time. Yeah, working with people is hard, right? And it's like you say, it takes energy.
0: It does. It does. It takes a, and you, yeah, you can't go to work and be lazy and be a leader. No, no, definitely because guess not. what? You're gonna have lazy employees because <laughs> they because they follow. They, they they follow. You know, if I would have came in here and. You had low energy and None. you know you met me at the door and you said, Hey, uh, we're gonna podcast. Yeah. Oh, I would have been. Oh, like, like. I think you
1: checked in like uh, a nine oh one, nine Imagine if I said can can like at 928, right? You just waited like 20 minutes. Yeah. You would just end up getting probably mad and be like, what's this guy at, right? Like, yeah. are, are you kidding me right now, you know? But well, we met with, right? That's what is that to me, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. So Tony, um, on your shirt it says hashtag inspire. Yeah, yeah. What's that about? So for me.
0: Um, I'm one of those people that um, I it has to be in all my senses, mm-hmm. right? Anything that, that I'm doing, I, I become obsessed with things. And one thing that I've been obsessed with is doing what I do. I wake up in the morning, I live, I breathe. Like, it's all about inspiration to me. And I started using the hashtag inspire, 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 inspire. And I'm just like, I wonder... I wonder if I can get it to where every time you see that hashtag, it like really inspires you. So I kind of hijacked it and uh, I put it on the shirt. And I start wearing it just for me, right? Just, just for me, because I, I just like the shirt. and I don't like to figure out what I need to wear. Like all my clothes, they have some form of inspiration on it. And um, now people like them. People made me start selling them. So yeah, they're, on sale on my website. Uh yeah. You kind of made me do a plug there, man. <laughs> I wasn't coming to sale, but we have uh this shirt. We also have we also have it in hoodie form. You know, we're in we're in uh, Washington State. Everybody wears hoodies, even in summertime. Yeah. So um, but yeah, man, we I I believe it, man. I believe in seeing what you do and doing what you see, saying what you see,
1: right? <laughs> So Tone, let's talk about your your your, your, your speaking gigs mm-hmm. So I'm going to presume I could be wrong That you didn't, didn't speak up one day And say I'm going to charge X amount of dollars for speaking right You probably had to do some free speeches Stuff like that I still do them Can you talk about the process of You know Talking out just wanting to be a speaker And eventually getting paid for that The process you had to go through So so for me um,
0: Of course Like
1: with the free I started
0: doing Speaking for free A long time ago Because speaking was a big challenge for me I I was Definitely afraid of public speaking. There's some times that I was just like, man, I would do anything to get out of this, anything to get out of this. But I started noticing that it wasn't just, it wasn't just with, you know, being a public speaker that I needed to speak. I needed to speak at work. I needed to speak up and speak out to, you know, th- the people that were un- under my charge, the people that I was reporting to, the people that was reporting to me, I needed to be a good speaker to deliver Um, this message. So I started speaking in front of different groups at work. I started speaking in front of different groups outside of work, just kind of thrusting myself in it and doing it for free and always doing it because this is something um, that I was passionate about. And then I said, man, I I really like this. Mm -hmm. I really like having the job to where my number one focus is to wake up and not only like inspire people, but I go to sleep every night more inspired than I was, you know, pre- the, the, the previous 12 hours before. Um, so I would do what I do if, you know, if, if I didn't get paid nothing every single time, I would still do it because I, I believe in it and it's been so freeing for, for, for me and my life. I, I went away from corporate uh, America probably less than I would say less than two years, right? Less than mm-hmm. two years. And that was what freed me was me using my voice the way that I want to use my voice. So yeah, it's a, it's beautiful, man.
1: Yeah. Whenever people ask me what, what skills should you use? I like get a job, whatever. I tell them all the time, you gotta, you gotta practice in front of public speaker, right? You gotta be able to get in front of a group of people, And convince them to do something for you, right? Yeah. There's no better skill than that, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's the hard part. You know, that's, it's hard to do it. It's hard to convey what's in your heart because, you know, the things that we think inside of our head translate that to other people. Like, that's the hard part. It's easy up here. Yeah. But trying to get it out here, it's a different thing. I can go home and rewatch this replay and, I'll oh, say whoa I didn't, I didn't mean to portray that message but mm-hmm. the burden says upon the communicator,
1: yeah and one thing like before i you know i, I kind of i don't talk a lot, but I, I I do speeches i you know different events, and like before i I, I would always see like you always see people like on, on public like politics or news people whatever they would say something, something crazy, right? And there was, oh, I misspoke. You didn't misspoke, that's what you said, right? But now when you speak, <laughs> you realize that's a true thing, right? Yeah. Like there's such a thing as misspeaking, right? Because yeah. the time I was, I, was, I was, you know, talk whatever, look at it, I, I said that? Yeah, obviously you did, it's on the video, right? I have no idea of recollection of me saying that, right? Yeah, yeah. And so me, I, I was just thinking, you didn't misspeak, you said that, now you, now you got caught on it and you wanna mm-hmm. backtrack, right? You trying to get out oh, of no, it. Oh no, no, you people actually misspeak, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it, they do crazy they do and a lot of a
0: lot of misspeaking comes from um the things that you don't say a lot yeah. of speaking comes from comes from your actions your body demeanor your facial expression you know i tell my kids all the time like i get it you know it's not what you
1: said but maybe how you said it yeah exactly yeah <laughs> you know yeah. i mean that's communication you're saying yes but your body is saying hell no yeah it's
0: like hey hey tony can you take out the can you, like my wife hey honey can you take out the trash for me? Yeah. I'm not saying I, that yeah, I'm saying yes. And I can even say I'm really excited to take out the trash. <laughs> but she knows that because of my body language, she knows that I don't want
1: to do it. So. Yes. So Tony, what's your advice to people who are like, you know, they're entrepreneurs or, you know, they're trying to find a job with their kids be? What's your advice to them? And they know they need like, do, like, do talks, do public speaking. They they know they got to get the camera know do social media stuff, content mm-hmm. create but like there's something holding their back. What's your advice to them? Like, you no, know, just, just to get started. I would, I would ask them,
0: you know, is, is it something that they feel? Is it something? Cause that's what I do. Like with a lot of my clients, cause I've been helping people with making content and not the digital side of it. Cause I'm still learning that part, but the mental side of it, what is it that you want to convey? Is that how you want to convey it? Do you want to make do you really want to make videos? Some people will say no. I just want my my thoughts to 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 get out there. And I'm being told by people that make video, make video, make video, because that's what they said that I, I have to do. And I'll say, What do you like to do? Are you a good writer? Like, yeah, I love writing. Okay. Well, because everybody is making video now, because people are telling everybody to make video, go and Write a blog. Yep. Go
1: to Medium. There's other sources there's other you go ways to, to. Do, do an email newsletter. Yeah.
0: And then if you really want to make video, slide your way into it. Slide your way to it. And that's that's what I did, man. I I, I didn't go the writing route because it's easier for me to just talk. But I would just make videos in my phone and would never post them. I would always have, okay, I'm going to post them. And then I gave myself this excuse. I'm building up a library. <laughs> yeah. Building up exactly. a library. <laughs> but exactly. I was yeah. afraid of what people were going to think. I was so afraid that they were going to be like, who is this dude? What is he talking about? And it's just like, he's he's stupid. I had that in my head. But then I got out of that because obviously I'm not talking to that person. I'm talking to the person that's feeling the same thing that I'm feeling. And that's. That's my message, believing in yourself, overcoming adversity. So I would tell that person, if it's in your heart and it's something that you want to do, you got to start somewhere. Be easy on yourself. Don't beat yourself up when you stumble or you say, um, when I first started this, oh, man, when I first started this, like our editors, they would have to cut, um, um, um. When I say our editors, I'm talking about me, my wife, and my son, right? Oh, you said we would count them. I would count how many ums I had. Some videos I would cut them off, and then I start saying, "You know what? Forget it." And once I start saying "forget it," the ums went down. Same same thing here, yeah. Same the thing ums here. Ums went down because I I was I was focusing
1: on it. Same thing here, yeah.
0: Yeah, and even my mom now would be like, "Oh, baby, you're getting you're getting so good." I I didn't hear no filler words, and I'm like,
1: huh. Yeah, it's practice, I right? You get, it. you get better where you do. Like, another funny story, when I first started on a podcast, right? Like, I never noticed like people say, um, until I started on a podcast, right? And <laughs> funny story, I had that like, classic episode, and like, um, Jerry Jones, the Cowboys of Terry, right? Mm-hmm. And I swear, like he, he, like, he said, like, um, 20 times in a minute, right? I, and I would never notice that before, right? So now I was like going batshit crazy, knowing that people say, ums everywhere, right? I'm, like, please stop saying, um, like, get out of my brain, right? Yeah. Like, you don't realize when people say filler words. And like, man, Jerry Jones, he's a common speaker. And he's saying like um like he's like, okay, so maybe I'm not that bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's
0: and yeah, because it's you you get it in your head that you need to sound a, a certain kind of way. Like I was going through this this period um when I first like went into public, like speaking professionally. I I was just like, oh man, I how come I'm not as smooth as Tony Robbins? <laughs> how come I'm not as soulful as Oprah? How come I'm not as powerful as David Goggins? But then I'm just like Oh, That's not my crowd, and that's yeah. not me. I'm the dude that will get on the stage, and maybe that day I'm off because I'm going through life. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll drop a couple ums, maybe I accidentally drop an f bomb. But you know what? I'm sit, I'm that guy too that will sit on that stage and cry with the freaking audience because we're all going through pain and we're all trying to overcome something, and that's what I care about. The ums, you can leave them in,
1: Tony. So when did you write you maybe not at this point right so you've been public speaking for a while did ever do you get to the point where now you say you know what i'm actually good at this i'm a good public speaker or you might are you still like hacking in and trying to get better every day at public speaking i get better better every day and i make a conscious decision um to get
0: better i definitely realize the strides i definitely realize the strides but i focus on on getting better. I focus on making sure that the things that I feel here and here comes out of here. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes, you know, like we were talking about like trolls on social media, sometimes that do not come across. Right. And that's why I look at the trolls and the, the so-called haters, because deep down there, there's something in there. that's this, striking a nerve, with that person deep down there's something that's striking a nerve with me Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm always learning man i just took a public speaking class freaking in in college and was learning some amazing things the art of public speaking i'm in class learning from my professor and just like getting critiqued by my classmates you know they're like oh i I noticed you did this and i'm like okay thank you you know what i mean so it's it's always uh, a a learning process i don't Never want to stop learning. On the way here to talk to you, I was getting a critique from a, a speech that I just did.
1: Yeah, I think when like you get whatever you do or speak public speaking or whatever case where you what you do whatever you say, I'm good at this. I'm great at this. I don't even practice. That next time you're probably gonna feel all right. Yeah, you see yourself a failure.
0: Yeah, but you need it though. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you need it. Sometimes I did a video, um, on on LinkedIn and. I was talking about Muhammad Ali. How uh, Muhammad Ali, like some people have to give that to themselves. Muhammad Ali was telling everybody he was the greatest before he had even beat anybody. Mm-hmm. He was telling people, I'm great, I'm great, because he needed to believe that. Yeah. And some people, that's what they need. They need to believe that. Some people, it's, that's too much pressure. I'm great. Oh my God. I, can't, if, I can't uphold the standard I'm giving myself. <laughs> what if I'm not great tomorrow? But it's just like, you know what? I, I, I'll choose to get... To that point, I'll choose to get to where I can say, you know what, I, I'm great. And that's what I, I, I want to be one of the greats. And I think anybody that do anything in their position, as far as like, as far as being a father, a mother, a pet owner, <laughs> right? you want to do great. Yes. You want to be
1: great. So when you go speak to a group of people, regardless of the size, is there a time like maybe five or 10 minutes in when you're like, you know what, I'm going to knock out the part, I'm, I'm going to perform great. Or is it time like how do you know you're gonna like do perform well and like do we knock it apart and the other time like man, the crowd's energy's not right, I don't have my best game, you know. Is it time is the time you can tell that, or how do you tell that? You can tell
0: you can tell when majority and this happened, right? Majority of the people where they're like or you get you can tell you're giving them too much energy. Like I've done that. Um and that's earlier in the game, you start realizing that you, you got to give people different energy. So it, it doesn't happen so much as it was happening to me before. I would go in a freaking tech conference, freaking ready to give it to them. And it's just power. I'm about not so much, man. They yeah. care.
1: Yeah. yeah. The software develops a different breed. Unless yeah.
0: you're talking about that software. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to hear about your mindset. They don't want to hear about your, your leadership. They need to hear about it. And I'm not trying to like generalize mm-hmm. that group, but I just knew that I needed to come with, with certain something different and you can always tell you can always tell within for me within maybe two minutes or if if you're on the right track but it's up to me to get
1: on the track where where they're at and meet them where they're at go to where they're at so let's talk about because you you did he had a speaking at like a and tech coding hackathon right how was that
0: yeah it was good it was good. It was, it was, were you there? No. Yeah. It was, it was good, man. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, I, w- I was working with an amazing dude and he put that thing together and the, the space that he did it, it was, it was deep in the middle of, um, the, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this is an amazing opportunity because I get to meet with veterans mm-hmm. across the world right across the world there some are looking for jobs some are still in the the military you know a a lot of them you know have since like gotten out of the military but they're like knee deep and coding. and it was just really cool to see them like mingle on that space and be a part of and be a part of something um that i knew that was great from the start that was the first one but now oh my god it's so big it is so big yeah, the vet hackathon is an <laughs>
1: oh my god, it's amazing. So you're also a John Maxwell certified coach. Yes, sir. So what's the process for that? I you did some research, brother. Oh yeah, you oh did yeah. some research. I have to imagine that's a big deal. I, 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 I have to imagine like a kind of competitive process. I would think, you know. Yeah, it actually
0: it is.
1: It's man,
0: it's a a wealth of of knowledge that you're getting from. Uh, John Maxwell and his team, they're not stingy with the information. There's some courses that you got out that, that's out there um, as far as like speaking, as far as being a coach, as far as like business and anything, right? Well, you, you pay for the course and you're just like, Oh, I'm done with it in a day. And it's just like, Oh, but then you have that program where you're actually getting certified and you're actually getting graded on the things that you've been taught and you're still getting taught, like even to this day, I still get lessons, right? I still get lessons that you never run out of material. Yeah, it's it's a and it's a grueling process. I mean, you gotta go and you gotta give a speech and you have to be active. It's it's really cool. I think it's definitely helped me step up my game and just provide a depth that only
1: John Maxwell can provide. And how long have you been a certified John Maxwell coach?
0: I think I wanna say it's been about Maybe about seven, 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 eight months.
1: And I'm guessing you have to like recertify every year and like do different
0: courses. No, no it's a, it's a lifelong certification and okay. never stop. But the expectation is that you keep, that you keep learning. The mm. expectation is that you keep developing your leadership style because leadership is a big part of that program. Um, because, you know, leadership is a big part of life. Leadership is a big part of everything. So you have to start or not start, but continue. Start and then continue to develop the leadership. And there's always amazing content. There's always things to learn. And every year they have a uh, kind of like a recertification process or or program that you go through. It's called the uh, the the big event. I think that's what they call it. Is at the end of the year.
1: Is there like some kind of I don't know John Walk, John Maxwell like alumni group Facebook group where y'all are like compare notes and connect stuff and whatever the case may be. Yeah, they do have they do have a, a
0: alumni's and you know you basically you come together and you talk to you talk to them and you say you know what's what's going right in your business what can I learn from you and there's always calls every week every week to where. You know, if you're talking about like the the DISC assessment, you're talking about all these different assessments that John Maxwell provides. um, There's people that walk you through it and continuously walk you through it. They have mentorship program. That's that's amazing, which I haven't taken advantage of it yet. But um, yeah, it's a it's a good program. I think it's a good a good start for uh, teachers, you know, teachers that for
1: your for your coaching business that you do. Who's your target customer? That's good. I'm glad you asked that. And that's why I I went to John
0: Maxwell, because I wanted to learn some of the communication principles and use that in my business and, and, and get a deep a deeper framework. But the people that I'm helping or going on this journey with are the people that have something to say, just like I had something to say, but just didn't know how to say it, didn't know what to say. So I'm helping those people that are trying to come up in their careers those people that have and own their own businesses but for whatever reason they can't communicate it they can't communicate uh, through social media they can't communicate to uh, you know potential investors they can't communicate to their employees and what we do is we go and we run them through Mock scenarios Mock scenarios We talk to them About different principles That you know We learned from John Maxwell's teachings Different principles That we learned From the art of speaking Different principles From all over the place And my life experience Of you know Just doing it Doing it Falling in love With the process But you would be surprised How many people Are being held back By the things That they wish They could say
1: But just For whatever reason They can't say it Tony, can everyone be coached or are some people uncoachable?
0: Oh, you got me on the spot, Jason.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think,
0: I think everyone can be coached. I don't think everyone is is coachable by like we can't, let's say me and you, if we're doing something, let's say like we're on the same path, maybe my coach will work for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe your coach will work for you. It, it depends. It depends on the person. For me, the type of coach that I want is the person that's going to give me some accountability. Some the person that's going to say, "Hey, um, you said that you were going to stop doing that, but you're still doing it." Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. Like with my videos, one thing that I started doing, and when I say coaching, I'm bringing this up because somebody reached out from reached out to me, and um, you know, the, the, from the differently abled community. And they said, your videos don't have captions. How can, how can, you know, what if I can't hear? And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, so you finally even thought about that, right? I, I never thought about it. But she was coaching me
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the background. And I started doing it. I, I, I started doing it. And this person reached back out to me and was like, right, see, so you're doing you're doing a good job of getting there. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. But that was coaching me. Mm-hmm. That 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 was coaching me. It's a, a different type of coaching that people, people need differently. So it's just, yeah, I, I think there's some people,
1: I think everybody can be coached. So what's your process of this, right? Obviously, you bring on a, someone to coach, obviously you want a great relationship, everything will work out great, you know, but sometimes it doesn't work out right. Mm-hmm. What's your process for saying, okay. For whatever reason this person I'm coaching isn't getting it, maybe it's me, maybe it's them. What's your process for like, okay, of telling them no and like helping them find another coach or cut them off, so to speak?
0: <laughs> oh man. It's it's one of those things. It's just like in any relationship, right? Any relationship, um, there's some non negotiables. Any relationship has there has to be non negotiables. Um I always tell anybody that I'm working with, if you're not satisfied, at any time you can walk away. Mm-hmm. At any time you can walk away. I don't work in corporate America. So I can say that. And at any time you break these non-negotiables, like we should be able to we should be able to part. You know, I, I still love you, right? Hopefully you still love me. But we we need to part ways. Okay. And and I think that's I think that's okay. Yeah. I think that's okay.
1: So Tony, I can make sure I say this right. What makes some people like mentally strong they can take it over and over again they're resilient they take hits they get up you know they you know they survive they succeed other people you know they're i want to say they're mentally weak but like you know they're not as tough right is this mental makeup the background and you know if you're mentally weak or you're not mentally strong can you become like more resilient i think that i think for i think we all struggle with
0: with different things i think well i know we all struggle with different things and there's some people their struggle their struggle is just that big. It's just that big to where they can't do certain things. And I don't necessarily think that people like, I don't think that those people are, are mentally weak. I just think that they just deal with things differently. Mm -hmm. And we have to first make an effort. And in order to make an effort to fix whatever that, that deficiency is, is to have an understanding. Just like I told you that one of my weaknesses is want people to love me. Mm-hmm. Want people to understand that I love them and I have the best intention. So I recognize that weakness. I recognize that that can be exploited. I recognize that I can sometimes exploit that. So that's me getting stronger just recognizing it. But I'm not mentally weak. I have weak areas okay that I need to build on. So I recognize it, recognize it and work on it.
1: Yeah so people who are like are oh, mentally weak or no, not resilient. How do we make, how do they, how do we encourage them to recognize that? Right? Cause I think a lot of people like that don't recognize that, you know, they oh, all am strong. I'm good. Well, actually you're not right. How do you, how do we have these people like not recognize that, that they you need know, to be more resilient? I think, I think resilience is incumbent upon the
0: person is incumbent upon the person. And you can tell somebody over and over because we have those people in our life. We have those people in our life to where they blame, everything that they're going through on everybody else except for themselves, right? And we can consider that to be a flaw, but that's just the way that they're processing things. It doesn't mean that they're weak. It just means that they're processing. And as far as like getting them from that, it takes work. It it, it takes work. Like the things that, that I've dealt with in life, you know, it takes work, counseling, whatever it is that you need to do to do it. If I wake up in the morning And I feel like I have not bounced back from whatever it was that I went through yesterday. I'll say, come on, baby, let's let's get on a bike. Let's go for a ride. I need to ride. Okay, that didn't work. I need to write. That didn't work. I need to film. That didn't work. I need to read. That didn't work. Oh, I need to connect. I need to connect with somebody. I need to connect with you. That worked. But that's what we have to do. And that's what resilience is. The definition in the in, in dictionary, they have resilience being that, you, that you, you bounce back quickly. And I wish that they would take that word out quickly. That's what resilience is in the dictionary. You bounce back quickly, take it out, just bounce back. But you have to understand that there's a process in being resilient, there's a process in bouncing back, but you have to keep going through that process. You have to keep shooting. You can't just say, okay, I got it. No, you have to keep firing. Cause sometimes you're not, you know, just like I know, you're firing a weapon. Sometimes things are so foggy. Yeah, they're so you foggy. sweat
1: down your eyes. You sweat,
0: your glasses are fogged up. But war and chaos is going on around you. But what are you doing? You're firing. You keep firing because that's what you know. And it's the same thing with bouncing back. You have to keep firing.
1: So Tony, talk about the the, the importance of like like you said, putting in work and in and, and being patient through, through the process of whatever you're doing. It's it's, it's work,
0: it's work. And not only is it work for you, but it's work for the people around you. Yeah, people forget that a lot of times. Oh my God, it's work. There's sometimes that like, there's sometimes that my community, right? There's sometimes that my community will say, man, you're doing such a good job with this. I, I see what you just did there. And I'm like, oh, that was nothing. <laughs> that was nothing. But it's those moments, it's those moments when that community like it pours into you because you, 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 should, you gotta have that door open. But it's those moments when they pour into you and they, they show you something that you're not seeing. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what it takes. It t- takes that community, not only to pour into you, but to, to, to dig into you too when, when it needs to happen. But I definitely, I attribute everything to the community.
1: Tony, what's your dream speaking engagement? Right, is it? Is your dream like speaking in front of a uh, ten thousand millionaires in Madison Square Garden, to speaking group in front of veterans? Like, what's your dream to do a TEDx talk again or in the future? Like, what's your dream speaking engagement?
0: Did we curse on this podcast? Yeah, yeah. Is
1: it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how you said yeah. that, man. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't fucking know, man. Yeah. I I don't know. My <laughs> it's I I think about. Um my my dream is like I got a message, right? I got a message from a couple a couple of different people, but one stood out to me and he was just talking about like I miss the videos that you would do from your car. Mm-hmm. The videos where you had I could he was like, I can tell that you had pain in your in your eyes. The things that you were talking about were the things that you were living. And he said, I, I miss those videos. Cause then I'm thinking like, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> right? What, what are you talking about? Because right now I'm trying to, it, it, of course, like everything is, a lot of things are, 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 are polished, but he was saying he missed that because he, he, he resonated deeply with those. So I started back doing in the car videos, right? But that's my dream speech right there is not where I'm at, but who's receiving it and how they're receiving it. Somebody told me that it saved their life. Not a speech, but a two minute and 32 second video saying, keep going, don't stop. They said that I saved their life, but little did they know that by them calling me and telling me that it saved my life, Mm -hmm. it put me, in in a space in a spot to know and understand that I I got this. That's my dream stage. That is that is my dream stage. I think that it's important to to reach big stages. Just like nobody wants to not grow and, and stay stagnant. But the bigger the stage is, the more we can have an impact on those people. So for me is it's staying focused is staying Stand faithful to those people that are faithful to me, so I can give a fuck less a, about the stage. Is is the person? Okay, that's great. It's oh my god! It's I it don't man. It's the connections that I make, man. It's yeah, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't have one. Okay, yeah, that's my stage.
1: Tony, what made you? <clears throat> what point? What, what happened to make you decide? You know what? I want to be. A, I want to be a coach. I want to be a motivation person. What? What made? What? How did that happen? Because I needed it. <laughs> I needed it. I needed it from for me and for the things
0: that I'm doing or was doing. And yeah. I'm just like, man, I'm giving it. I'm already. This is what I'm doing. This is what I love to do. I need it. I love to do it. This is the world that I'm in, and I do it for free. At the, at the point, at that point, man, and I'm having so much fun doing it. I'm having so much fun doing this than wearing a suit every <laughs> every day to work. You know what I'm saying? Like in my office and freaking going through my Outlook calendars and just, you know, being this like corporate weirdo. This is what I live for. This is these this is the things that that I'm doing at night that where my wife is like put your phone up, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like
1: exactly those those
0: are, those moments where it's just like man this is this is it this is it.
1: Tony, what if I have people out there who are like they know they need a coach, but they're like man they, they Google coach and all these coaches come right dozens of them hundreds of them right. Yeah. What if I have people like to pick the right coach for them?
0: That's it. That's where it's at. I mean, there's certain there's certain coaches that they have that. Um, They entice You know Different types of people You got coaches that'll say Oh look at this Private jet Look at this Look at this You can get this You can get that That appeal for them Right And then you got coaches That They're just like my coach Right You got coaches that Just We're we're in lockstep My mentor with a lockstep Spirited Lockstep And we're not talking about Finances Or anything like that We're talking about this And that's for me so I would tell those people, right, those people that want to, like, to, to find the coach, to vet the coach, make sure that, that they fit, that they fit. Not what you see, right, not what you see. And you're like, oh, that's really cool. Because I think that that's really cool to have a jet and do all of that stuff, too. But for me, it's, that's not where it's at. So it has to, that person has to fit your personality because you will become into a relationship with mm-hmm. them. So who do you want to be in a relationship with? That's what I would tell them when looking for a coach.
1: Is mentorship and coaching the same thing? Or are they different animals? It's different.
0: It's it's different. It's different, but sometimes it could be one and the same. So um my 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 mentor, he's my coach as well. So there are certain things that he'll he'll help guide me through, right? There's certain things he'll help guide me through. And then there's certain things that I'll just watch him do as far as you know him being a mentor and be like, okay, I need to take notes. You know, I'll take notes from that. So it it's just a difference, I think. And then sometimes it could, it could just be one and the same. It, it depends on your interpretation,
1: you know. So Tony, let's talk about your podcast. Like how it got started. What's the what's the focal point? Why are you doing it? You know, just the whole nine yards. Yeah. So I got two podcasts. We
0: had two podcasts. Um, Tony Taylor inspires the podcast. I started that podcast because all my friends were doing it. <laughs> right. All my friends are doing it. And the the pandemic had just hit, and I'm just like, oh, this would be really cool because I just want to talk to people. I just want to talk to cool people. And that's what I started doing. It didn't matter what genre they're in or what they do. And I just see people and I just say, man, I just want to talk to them. Mm -hmm. So that's Tony Taylor Inspires the Podcast. Which I love it. I've had some amazing conversations on there. Amazing. And how long have you been doing that one? Uh, I've been doing that one for about a year and a half. Okay. And it's like a one once a week podcast or? Uh, it's been once every other week. Okay. It's been once every other week. And then, be, but before that, it was, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm just going to, and this is, this is called uh, escapism too. And that's one thing. I'm just, when a spirit moves me, yeah. I see somebody cool. I'm going to go and talk to them. That's what that was, okay. but it was me like dipping my toe into mm-hmm. it, but this podcast the 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 one that we have now and we're, we're still running them, but leaders lead the podcast is where we bring on leaders and we talk about their leadership styles, and more importantly, we talk about uh what made their leadership style. We talk about the adversity that they that they've had to face, and it's with uh my brother Hiram Figueroa um an amazing guy this podcast um it's oh my god i i love it because it's what what i've been needing i need that that space i need that time and i'm noticing that a lot of our our brothers and sisters in the armed forces outside of the armed forces or 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 getting ready to go into it they need that space too but we just sit there and we talk shit (laughs) we sit there we talk shit to one another my brother haram You know, he got in. He was in a little bit before me. And, you know, he's a a little bit older than me. I'm, you know, I came in 2000, 2001, right? I was in when 9-11 hit. So our perspectives on a lot of things are different. So he's more, he's serious. I, I play around and I'm just like, oh, why do we need a schedule? Let's just do it. You know what I mean? Like, not, not, not a schedule, but I'm just like, ah oh, man, I love this. Let's let's make fun of this. And he has his people that chime in and bust on him and vice versa. So it's a good a good space for veterans, veterans to talk and not just veterans, but leaders to get leadership tricks from trips and tips and you know different things like that from veterans and different people that'll come on, CEOs of companies. And it's it's a good pie. Mean, I could talk all day about that podcast because nice. it's it's uh it's it's really fresh and it. It's like, um,
1: yeah. If people realize good. how much fun it is doing a podcast, right? It gets very it, addictive. You meet different people, interesting people, you know. It gets it's a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: I mean, look at us. We're just sitting here shooting this shit. We'll sit around. Yeah. I love it, bro. Like,
1: <laughs> so Tony, you talked about this some earlier, but talk in more detail. Like your own your own company, why you started your company, what you focus on right now, what's your vision for your company moving forward? So,
0: um, Tony Taylor inspires. Is when we first started it. Well we went from we went from unlimited safety solutions, right? We went from unlimited safety solutions and my background is in comes from, you know, the military and then from the military to fire and from fire to naturally safety. We we started that company up and, you know, we're doing, you know, typical safety stuff, CPR, mm-hmm. uh, different programs from, you know, within the different OSHA manuals and stuff like that, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, but then we started speaking and then we started doing you know, inspirational speaking. And that's kind of where Tony Taylor Inspires uh, broke off. And we're speaking to schools, right? Schools, that's my baby. We're talking to schools about resiliency. We're talking to companies about leadership, resiliency, overcoming adversity, uh, leaders going through adversity and it's just, man, it's grown in such a short amount of time because it went from there to the t-shirt company, from there to the podcast. And it's everything that I love to do. It's everything that I love to do. And it is um, going to make a difference. Or well, let me fix that. It's making a difference in this world because we're given we're given so much and we're making a difference in the, the lives of other people. We're making a difference in, in our lives, like my family, um, the way that we've like came together on this and even like my friends that have helped me, uh, like bring this thing together, man, it's been so beautiful.
1: So Tony, how you do you deal with this? Right. Like, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, like, you know, Elon Musk famously works eight hours a week. Other people only work nine to five, you know, some people, like you know, do different things, right? What? How do you do that? What's your schedule usually you like? It's a balance.
0: It's a balance. Um, I'm one of those people that I really can work for. I could work 13 hours straight. I, I I can do it. I could work probably 15 hours straight, but I have a family, so I have to sometimes check. I what? Always check myself. I check myself, my wife checked myself, honey, can we just watch this movie? Right, I'm still, I, I, I was going through that quite a bit before, right, before I left and I started my own company, I figured it out. But the hard part was figuring out how to do it with your own company, because that's your baby. I don't care what anybody says, having your own company is different from working at a corporation. Yeah. It's so different. different. Oh my God. It's not even close. When my phone rings, it's different from, you know, maybe the the CEO of a company, you know, asking me something about safety or asking me something about a uh, a presentation that they want me to give. Right yeah. when I'm working for a company versus when the phone's ringing and it's my company.
1: Yeah, like you're working for a corporation, your CEO calls you. Yeah, I'll call them later. But hey, when coming to a customer call, you're answering that call.
0: You're answering that call. You're answering that call, and it's different. It's and it's it's a whole nother perspective. It's a whole nother perspective, and. um and it's a good perspective, especially for uh, people that are that, that have their own companies, people like me, right, that's in the same space that I'm in, that they have their companies no matter what they're doing. A lot of people in my position, they get mad that other people that they work with Aren't given as much as they're given. Yeah, it's your freaking baby. Yeah, that's just like saying the neighbor cares more about their kid than they care about you. Exactly, your
1: kid. It's, they're just babysitting that yeah, kid. Yeah, it's not this their is company. your baby. It's Another company, right? Yeah, they're not all in. And I get it. <laughs> I get it. And, and also, another thing, like a lot of people say, I'm gonna start a company, so I do not have a boss. Mm. How wrong can you be? Because everyone's your boss. Your employees, your boss. Your customers, your boss. Your vendors, your boss. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's you
0: start learning that. When you work for somebody, you know exactly who your boss is, but friggin', you have your own company, man, you got, you could potentially have a million bosses, yep. a million bosses out there because before I do what I got to do any, any time I'm always trying to make a phone call to see, you know, what exactly do you expect from me? What do you, what do you want so that I can make sure that you're happy so that I can make sure that I'm serving because that's what this is about. It's about serving. So people don't get that sometimes. Yeah. That's what it's about. I, I'm often like, I walk away puzzled when I leave businesses and I, there's not a good experience. Mm-hmm. I'm often puzzled. I'm always thinking like, man, like I just would not be in business if I had to treat a customer wrong. If I had to treat an employee wrong, I don't want anybody to walk away from, to, to walk away from my company not feeling like that they've been taken care of.
1: And, and people don't realize how easy it is like to lose a customer, right? Cause like I put this on LinkedIn a couple of days ago on a, on a post I was coming on, right? So there's a restaurant in DuPont, I live in DuPont, Washington, a restaurant I go to all the time, right? I'm pretty regular, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe a month ago, I went there at like 8.30 PM, right? It closed at nine. We need to start hanging out, man. We live too close. Yeah, we do. All right. <laughs> so I went at 8.30 PM, it closed at nine. And they know who I am. And they said, oh, we close at nine. We don't take a customer after 8.30 but you say it closed at nine. Well, I know what it says, but we don't take people after eight thirty. I told myself I'll never eat there again. Do you think the owner of the restaurant would have said that to you?
0: I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Know. Probably not. They—they're ready.
1: To, they're ready to check out, and they're ready to go home. Probably so. Yeah, they're ready. I just thought, like, man, this is a horrible experience, and I'm thinking all the money I put in this restaurant, right? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me right now?
0: But that goes back to what we were talking about before. Right. It's uh, that one time that you come in, mm-hmm. right. And we all feel it and you get punched in the face. You're like, like I'm never, never going go to go back didn't work. help.
1: I was like starving, you know. <laughs> that didn't help you. Like, like, I was like starving, right? I would eat all day, right? Nothing else was open, you know, like. Yeah. And there's only,
0: there, there's only, because I, I think at DuPont, you have uh there's only a few restaurants that you yeah. can go to and it seems like we, they close. We, have, we have
1: like twenty thousand asian restaurants twenty thousand thai restaurants mcdonald's you know a couple other ones you know yeah we don't have many choices yet. yeah the choices are slim the choices are <laughs> yeah i probably have off starving either you know
0: give, give them a chance man that's the thing too um that i that i've been trying to tell myself is that um Maybe that was just a rough day. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a rough day. Because I'm one of those people, you know, hey, you come to my business, I'm gonna serve you. Yeah. And I expect that when I go to your business. But then there's some days where they're just they're off. Yeah. Just like how we were talking about trolls. I'll never forget and I'm sorry, I'm changing, I'm all over the place, man. <laughs> that's fine. But it just it reminded me of uh there was this one individual. I mean, he was trolling me hard hard to the point where i'm just like whoa what is this and all of my friends all of my friends start just raining in on them like scut missiles <laughs> it was crazy and i was getting i'm i even took it to a word document what i was going to say i i'll admit I, you we, i have those moments right i took it to a word document because i wanted it to be spelled right because i was going to give it to them. But then all of a sudden I felt this um, this urge to look at his page. My wife looked at his page and we were looking at it together and I said, This this man is going through a hardship. He was going through a divorce, he was going through some things with his kids, he was going through some legal, he was just going through it. And I wrote him back, man, I appreciate you. I really appreciate you, you know, taking time to share space. I might have said something like, I, I care about you. Mm-hmm. And like, I wish you well, not in a smart, addict, smart ass kind of, I wish you well, I, I really wish you well. Like, please let me know if there's anything that I can do to 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 help. I didn't hear back from him. Yeah. Or? And I think those people that, that work in those restaurants or work in just any place, it seems like, like I, I have to tell myself a lot, like, man, a lot of them, they're not getting that good leadership. Yeah, they're not getting, they're not getting that. So it's just,
1: it's yeah, it's it's hard, man. It's, so, so you know how like your brain works, like something random comes up. So hearing your story about the the trolls and stuff, I remember seeing some probably on Facebook, right? Where this guy posts like, "Hey, you know, I, I, you know, I was on highway. This guy cut me off. You know, you no know, kind of road rage. I gave him the finger, and I expect him to figure back. He read the, the other person reads the Bible, right?" And so he said, "I mean, like, oh my goodness, like he like, like put me in a place like like you don't expect it, right? You like you you cussing each other, out, cutting each other off the road, giving fingers. The other person like raises the Bible, right? Like it points at it, right? <laughs> and so he's like, okay, I'm a Christian, like okay, okay, we calm down, right? Wow, that's amazing. I love that. That's a good idea. <laughs> I should get just go and buy a Bible.
0: Just <laughs> that's good. It's a good. It's a good reminder. Yep. It's a good. And just like just like for me, like I was telling you, um." Sometimes we need those reminders. We need those, you know, Calvin's HR in spot. Right. Like we need to to sometimes. Okay, I need to be aligned. The
1: Bible that aligned. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh man, that's that's good stuff. So Tony, so how do you find your customers for your coaching business? Are you like speaking? It's like how do you find? Like, do you have like a marketing plan? Like you do Facebook nope. ads? You just like word of mouth? Nope.
0: Nope. Nope. nope I don't.
1: Um, and this is
0: the benefit of actually, you know, engaging with the people that you're connected to everybody that I've worked with and everybody that I'm working with hit me up in my DMS. Mm -hmm. And that was just for me sharing my story. Like I've, I have like pictures of me before of getting ready to do something at work, like years and years ago where I'm like, I got to remember this moment because I got it locked in my head. This is what I want to do, but I would be sweating. Cause I'm so freaking nervous, but then we'll go kill it or bomb it (laughs) or bomb it. Right. Cause I'm not that vain. I've bombed Mm -hmm. some stuff, but just from sharing that story Mm -hmm. and, you know, people resonating with that. I've had people, other people send other people to me like, okay, you need to talk to this Mm -hmm. dude and you know, we'll, we'll, they'll connect and then we'll just start talking and we'll start working from there. And then they tell somebody else about you. But dude, that's been no marketing okay. with it, and it's 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 my baby. It's the most I would say the most organic thing that I've done like in my life, and it's so rewarding to see people come out of their their shell and get in front of a camera and say, "Dude, I don't need you anymore. Mm. I don't need you anymore." Not only am not only can I work in front of a camera, but dude you're fired because I got everything from you, <laughs> but this person is gonna make my stuff, you know, this, th- we're gonna do a whole production and I'm just like, yes, like rooting them on because, I mean, that's, that's beautiful. I think speaking is, is beautiful. Speaking has changed the world, right? There's speeches, yeah, you, you go to every pivotal point of time since humankind. There's always been speeches that have been given to change time. How beautiful is that? How beautiful is it to help somebody on that path? You so,
1: know? Tony, you bring up a good point. Talk about the difference. And people might think it's not a big. Di- it's a monitor. It's actually a big difference. The difference between talking, just talking, like you give, like you practice speech, you are doing well, rehearse, and then put a camera in front of you. Like how that camera can be a game changer.
0: Oh my God, it's it's real, man. It's real. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day about this. It's um, walking out on a stage and seeing, for me, at least, and seeing, boom, it's live, right? When you start seeing the attendees in, virtual mm-hmm. versus on the stage, or 90 versus because it's together for me. But there's different emotions that come out every time. I'll never go out and give the same speech. It's just, It just doesn't happen. That's why there's some... Some sets or some things that I've done to where they want to do three and four rehearsals. And I'm just like I can't do that because it's not coming from there. It's yeah. coming from here. So I'll go out. I can't go out and throw up every day. Yeah, <laughs> it's just or for four days in a row, right? But it, it it it's it's just such a different feeling from sitting at home getting the PowerPoint together or sitting at home thinking about how to put it together or working it. But you get on that stage. You start connecting, right? And if you're connecting with those people, you start feeling those people. Those people start giving you stories. You start leaning into them and saying, what do you think about that? And they're telling you stuff. And then you're connecting. And then this person wants to connect. It's just, it's, oh my God.
1: Doing it versus actually planning to do it. It's, it's totally different. Very different, yeah. So Tony, I'll make this number up, right? Let's suppose you have fifty five. you have 50 things to do, right? How do you make sure that you focus on priority one through five versus going with like numbers 42 to 47. I, I usually
0: go with, and this has changed. I usually go with my heart. I usually go with my heart before when I was employed, I would go with first the company, what does the company need? Like, what do they need, what goals, objectives? And I would go with that. And then I would work in the things with my heart, my heart projects, you know, okay, we need to do more reaching out to people. We need to do more reaching out to our employees, but you know, it was always somebody else's objective, right? Because you work for somebody that's the way it is. But for me, it's, how can I make an impact? How can I inspire? How can I ignite somebody? How can I ignite myself? What am I feeling? Which is a, um, a beautiful place to be for me. What am I feeling? And that, that's, that determines my day. Of course, there's some things that I have to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like yesterday, I had to uh, get on a Zoom call with my doctor. I do not really want to, but I had to, yeah. so I put it in there. But if you would have called me and said, brother, I need you, guess what I would have did? I would have talked to you.
1: Tony, how, how do you make sure you take care of yourself? That's a good question.
0: That's a good question. Um, it's, it's something that, like as a family, right? And I say a family because we watch out for each other. My wife, my kids, hey, what are you doing? You and mom should go out. Or honey, you should go for a walk. Or, you know, like we're always checking in with each other. But me, for me, I had to make sure that I'm open for that, mm-hmm. and I had to make sure that I'm open to making myself do those things because, you know, if I go down, I'm no good to everybody else. I'm no good to nobody else. Yeah. So, so I make that a priority. You know, I I just started this new thing where I'm I'm on my bike. I'm bike. I'm biking. Right. It's it's weird. i you know I, like I tell you, I, I'm I'm in it. I got the heart. The helmet. I got speakers on it. I know how fast I'm going. I got the little cool bike. Like I can just do all of this crazy stuff from it, but I'm I'm in it. And uh, the first day I got the bike, I put it on Instagram. Got a new bike. Then the next picture, broke my bike. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, but I do stuff like that, man. I'm 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 on my bike. I'm, you know, you might see me freaking in the sound one day. Oh, that's Tony. I'm I'm in my boat. I'm I'm doing. I'm changing it up. You know, maybe I go see a play, but I that's and to me, that's what what being a, a leader is. Like if we were working in a company together or we were doing something together, is that's one of the first telltale signs if you're grumpy or anybody that we're working with is like grumpy for whatever reason. I, they're not taking care of themselves, man. Yeah, it's a good telltale point.
1: sign. So Tony. Let's suppose someone's watching this And they, they're interested in you bringing you as a coach Right What could they expect you, from you as, as a coach
0: My heart My heart um, Encouragement The people that I'm working with I believe in them And that's easy The hard part is getting them to believe in themselves Getting them to believe that They're great They're great great They've overcome so many different obstacles, right? And this one, it's just small. Getting them to understand that it's big to them right now, but it's small in comparison to what they're trying to do. I help them along that journey. I push, I pull, I prod, I, I, I dig in. I protect them. I teach them how to do it. It's not just, okay, go log into my course and <laughs> you know, and and, 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 and I'm going to get on the call with you and I'm going to talk at you and I'm going to tell you how glorious I am. It's not like that. It's not like that because that's not what I get. What I get from my mentor. I get the same things that I'm given and what I'm given is the heart and I'm helping people fulfill their, their dreams, their destinies, their goals. It could be, you know, I, I want the next position in my company. It could be, I want to start my company and I know that I need my voice. How do, how do we do that? But we're walking hand in hand. You got my text. You, get, you texted me. We're texting back and forth. Maybe I don't call you right back, but I'm going to call you back. You have me. And, and we're working through this together. Is there curriculum? Yes. Yes, there's curriculum. like that. Yes, got to be some homework. Yes, there's going to be hard stuff, and yes, I'm going to act. Hey, you said that you were going to do this. I haven't seen it yet. It's not my goal. <laughs> it's not my goal. This is yours, and you told me that this is what you wanted, and that this approach was good for you. So, what's going on? Oh well, I'm a little hung up because I got. Um, okay, send it to me. Let me let me check it out. The speech that you're working on or the pitch that you're trying to give oh well i know what's wrong with that you, you're you're scripted come out of that freaking script you cut out your arms at and, and um stop you're holding yourself back
1: yeah speak naturally
0: yeah just freaking talk in the same way that i'm talking to you is the same way i talk to my wife and kids, and sometimes it's annoying because my daughter will be like, Oh, don't try to motivate me. <laughs> I don't want you to don't try your stuff. And I'm like, You don't understand. Like I get the material from talking to you. So <laughs> this is uh, that's so but, funny. But that's how it is, man. It's it's hand in hand, it's a relationship. It's it's walking with them on their journey.
1: What's your max number of clients you can handle? At this point, I'm only dealing, I'm only dealing with fifteen. Okay and that's still a pretty high number though right For it coach. is it is it is basically like you know they're uh, like they're reaching out to you you know you know i'm i'm seem like you're pretty responsive right so yeah 15 that's a lot
0: yeah yeah i'm i'm responsive through text linkedin that's a different story because it's uh going in the inbox on LinkedIn and linkedin i just tell people like especially if anybody's trying to want to reach out to me from your your platform and Send me an email, send me an email or a text, man. That always works Works best. But um, I, I say 15 because I wanna make sure that people are getting value. Mm-hmm. I wanna make sure that it's not oversaturated. If we're in the Zoom call, you get a chance to talk, right? Because as a group, because I do a lot of group stuff. I do a lot of individual stuff, right? But I wanna make sure that they get everything, everything that I have. So, so yeah, 15, 15 is the magic number.
1: How do you, uh, is there a time when like someone, I can think of a better word, but when someone graduates from you, from you, right? Like when, some, when you're like, okay, I've done all I can. I need to pass on to someone else. I don't want to say pass on, but like recommend you to know the coach, like, you know, take it to a different level. And like, how do you do that? Yeah, because
0: yeah, yeah. And that's the goal. That's the goal. There's, there's, man, there's some people that, even though they're not re- even, they might be ready to graduate you, but they'll hold you back. <laughs> they will hold you back because yeah. because they want to still be in your pockets. Yep, exactly. There's some relationships you need to let go. Like I told you, I've been fired. I don't need you no more. You taught me what I what I needed, and I understand what my capacity is. There's some people that I see right now that I've helped, and I'm like, wow, they've surpassed me. I cannot help them mm-hmm. no more, and that, to me is a beautiful feeling uh, that is method, a beautiful yes. feeling being able to do that and being able to say hey listen you're doing an amazing job you know who i need you to talk to i need you i need you to go talk with the folks at cabinet to mm-hmm. hr that's who you need to go talk to yeah. right now because they can help you we're still going to be in in a relationship yeah. if that's what you want but they can help you with what you need
1: Tony, so is there anything I should have asked you that didn't, or anything else you want to talk about?
0: That's a good question. I want to ask you some questions.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: no, no, man! I think I think we hit it all. I think if, um, if there's one message you know that I would give to the people, give to your viewers, is believing in yourself. That's what I believe in. I believe in myself. I haven't always believed in myself. But I'm a testament of what can happen if you do believe in yourself. The hard part is that. Is believing in yourself. The hard part is getting up, the like mustering up the the courage to do it. And I believe that we can do anything that not only we put our mind to, but anything that we believe in ourselves to be able to put our mind to, we can do it.
1: Tony, I understand you have something for our listeners today.
0: Yes 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 so if I kind of got excited right <laughs> I love getting little yeah. Bit. Like, yeah yeah pretty good so for for the viewers for for the listeners I would love to sit down with you for 20 minutes 20 minute free uh, phone consultation of whatever it is that, that you're working through as far as as speaking as I as I mentioned before I went through the gamut. We're trying to you know, figure out my style, figure out the way that I speak in, in public versus the way that I, I speak at home. How do I craft my message for my interview? How do I craft my message for pitching my company? How do I craft my message for getting on an amazing podcast for this? Right. Like like this how do i craft my message for the small team right so i've worked through that and i would like to give you everything that i can give you in the time allotted so if it's a script that you need i want to give it to you if it's um you know what do we do i don't know if it's a uh, proposals that you need i want to give you what i have i want to help you on your journey because I really believe in giving. I really believe in serving. And I never want to get away from that. We have a Facebook group. It's called Speak. And that's where I give that information to. After we 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 get off the call, the Facebook group is called Speak. I'll send you an invite to it. It's a private group uh, of people that I've worked with as far as, you know, getting them ready for a speech, listening to a speech. And, you know, sometimes you'll send me something and I might not say nothing back. I might just give you a smiley face because <laughs> that's all, I mean, it's, it's just that good. And that's how, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing uh, to give back and you're not going to be entered into some sort of weird click funnel. I'm not going to automatically put you on my newsletter so you can look at pictures of my dogs and cats <laughs> or you're not going to have that.
1: It's just- And so, so many times people do that, it's be crazy, right? Yeah. When I was on the elevator coming up, I, was, I got three of
0: those. So it's not like that. I'm not gonna pitch you anything, 100% guaranteed.
1: Oh, so, Tony, can you share your social media links so, so people can reach out to you? I can be reached on Instagram, Twitter.
0: I'm happy to say that because that's a new one for me. I'm trying to, still trying to figure it out. Uh, LinkedIn and Facebook, YouTube, all you do is you go and you type in Tony Taylor inspires and, and I'll pop up. You
1: have a favorite social media platform? My favorite is LinkedIn.
0: LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my baby. LinkedIn is my baby. Nice. And um I, I got on LinkedIn to look for a job. I was looking for jobs. And then I started noticing that you don't get on LinkedIn to look for jobs. <laughs> yeah. You do not get on there's so many people, oh yeah, I'm looking for a job. I need to have a job by by May. I'm gonna get on LinkedIn to no And it's
1: April 29th.
0: <laughs> no, that's not how you do it. Yeah, you can apply for jobs, but everybody's looking at their social media so linkedin has become you know one of those things to where you can express yourself mm-hmm. like really express yourself the last jobs that i had man i didn't really even interview for them they felt like they knew me because of my videos yes exactly and that's what that's what they hired me and that, that experience it's not just because i'm so amazing because that's not the case mm-hmm. but everybody is experiencing that so uh, LinkedIn is my favorite because that's your resume. Nobody's really even looking at the words that you have on yeah. they are, but it's, they want to see you. They yeah. want to see how you roll. So yeah, LinkedIn is my, LinkedIn is my favorite.
1: And to listeners, we'll have the link to his gifts and his social media on the show notes. you can find the show notes at www.cavernishrblog.com. And don't forget to sign up for the Kevin's HR beta testing for our upcoming HR platform at co. So, uh, Tony, we're coming in with this great talk. Can you give us any wisdom or advice on anything you want to talk about?
0: Yeah, I just, closing words, um, anything that you got going on inside of your life, make it happen. There's so many obstacles. There's so many things that are put like up against us, right? They're there to make us stronger. They will make us stronger. Anything and everything that you've been through already, you've surpassed it. You're still alive. So the things that you were worried about yesterday, like you didn't die from it because you're listening to this message. Remember that. Hold that. Hold that because it is the truth. It is self-evident. And keep going. Like you can do anything that you put your mind to. Put your action through. Change your mindset. Do the things that you need to do to make it happen.
1: Tony, thanks for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, brother. That was good. And to our listeners, thank you for your time as well. Remember to be great every day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Jason Kavnis experience. Be sure to connect with us across social media at Kavnis HR. Thank you, and remember to be great every day.
0: Don't you know, it up. you got to it you don't you know?